Welcome to another sparkling edition of the Thought Police, the greatest podcast known to man and or woman. Uh, it's me, Mike Graham. It's him, Kevin O'Sullivan. And Kevin, I'm delighted to say that we can actually start the podcast today without talking about politics, because there's been a bit of a shake-up in the world of showbiz. Which yes, is, of we're course, talking about your, uh, uh, Dominic West, yeah. the actor from mm. The Wire and uh, a favourite series of mine, The Affair. Which I haven't seen. Yeah, The Affair, uh, which is all about a guy in, in middle age who basically meets <laughs> someone and goes off with her and screws his marriage up. Well, Dominic seems to be uh, living it in real life. He's been photographed in Rome cavorting with Lily James. He's 50. Yeah. Lily is 31. Right. Back home, Perfect is, age it, difference, I'd back say. home is his 49-year-old wife, Catherine, yeah. with their four kids. Kids. Yeah. Uh, these pictures with Lily uh, James are, uh, you know, he's uh, all over, he's kissing her, yeah. they're riding around on a scooter. He's looking into her eyes, yeah. which is yeah. worse. So you, they know, have... you, can, you can get away with kissing a woman, yeah. but not looking into her eyes. Yeah, exactly. The wife's going to be going, what the hell are you thinking? Yeah, so he's come back uh, with these pictures all over the Daily Mail. He's come home, has now posed up with Catherine, yeah. saying, our marriage is perfectly okay, yeah. it's strong, there's nothing wrong with our marriage. Right. Hey, Dominic, I don't know you, and I don't know your wife, but I know one thing, your marriage is not okay. Apparently the, 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 the clever people at Daily Mail have also spotted that while he was posing with his wife, uh, his wedding ring was not uh, uh, visible. Yeah, it's so a, what's he's obviously taking his wedding what ring What do you think he is, a fucking politician? This is like a cabinet no, minister getting caught playing well, I mean, away from great. Remember that great uh, thing they used to do on, on, on um, Little Britain, when the yeah. guy would come out and stand with his wife, yeah. you know? I was completely unaware of the fact that when I tripped over as I walked into the house, that I would end up inside another man. Yeah. You know, absolutely brilliant. Right? Exactly And the right. woman standing there going, yeah. It's a bit like Mella's wife. Remember Mella? He was, the, he was the best one. But also, even better than that was old Selwyn Gummer, yeah. who made his child eat a hamburger. Do you remember? Uh, yeah, yeah. In the beginning, the CJD crisis. He's feeding his, like, seven-year-old daughter a hamburger. It's perfectly to safe. To prove that it's perfectly safe. It's People perfectly... go, what is wrong with you? I remember that very well. Uh, uh, John Selwyn Gummer, and then feeding this uh, saying it's perfectly safe and then yeah, look, even of, my children are enjoying lo it yeah loads of doctors came out only minutes later <laughs> and say actually you don't you shouldn't really be doing that and it isn't perfectly right, safe exactly these right. politicians are all they're so craven they'll do anything to rescue their reputation but of course the great thing about the dominic west story is it wouldn't have been anywhere near as good had he not been in the news last week for appearing on good morning britain and basically uh, slagging off donald trump yeah, to the point where he, he said he jumped for joy when he heard that uh, Donald Trump had the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. So he immediately became a sort of pariah, because even lefties think, most of them anyway, the sensible ones think, you don't actually wish somebody to yeah, be you, dead. Yeah, exactly right. It's not really Exactly hot, right, is it? yeah. Uh, it's like... I mean, um, a complete and utter idiot. Yeah, like... Um, he won Plank of the Week last week for that. He the, may be in it again this week. <laughs> what's the name of that old actress that uh, uh, said that she wished that Boris Johnson had died? Oh, the Marion Margolis. Uh, Ma Ma Marion Margolis. The woman from... Margolis. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, and uh, that, that it's was... It's just a joke, though. Yeah, well, that was complained about to Ofcom. Ofcom uh, investigated and say that they were satisfied it was only in the cause of satire and humour. No, that's all right. So, then. no, it, what it is is you're allowed to be very, very nasty if you're left wing. Yeah. But if you're right wing, they send you to prison. What if you say you'd like to see the death of the head of Ofcom? No, is well, that, actually, that, how would that go? can I go on record right now and say <laughs> I would like to see no, that? I don't think that's a good idea. They may single you out for terrible punishment. But Dominic West, what a complete and utter... 
arsehole. Yeah. I mean, really? It's what actors are for. Lily James was last seen in the company of Chris Evans, not the virgin yeah. Chris Evans, but the American one. You know, the one who plays Captain yeah. Fantastic, yeah. whatever he is. You know, he's a very handsome man. So Dominic West clearly having a midlife crisis. The next thing you'll see him doing is buying a 911, mm. Porsche 911. She also had a right. long relationship with the former Doctor Who, Matt Smith. That's right. And they've been trying... just broken up. In the lockdown... Well, they split up. Right. Uh, and then in the lockdown, they tried to revive the their relationship. Not big for uh, but I'm looking at those pictures of Rome, and I'm thinking maybe that revival attempt didn't quite work no, out. No, exactly right. But of course, all of these actors will tell you that you know, in order to get into character, uh, they have to have affairs with all the people they work with if they're supposed to be romantically yeah, involved. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I've always wondered, right? If you were married to an actress, right? Yeah. You've got a very attractive wife whose name I'm not going to give away in case you don't want me to. Uh, Henrietta. Now, if you, Henrietta, right? If you had to put up with her going to a set every day, snogging some bloke, even getting into bed naked with him, I don't think you'd be too happy about it, would you? I think that that profession, in terms of what you're talking I mean, I about, lo love scenes do set up uh, particular pressures on relationships that only actors right. know about. But the main thing about I mean, imagine you were married to Sharon Stone. When she went to make basic Just trying to think about that for a second. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know. I think I could live with it. Here yeah. she is, you know, in all sorts of, you know, rather naked romps. You see, now you're getting people. me even more interested in yeah, being yeah, married you don't to married her. You don't be married to her, though, do you? Uh, no, well, actually, you that, actually, that's true. It would be tough, wouldn't it? Uh, what did you do today, darling? Well, I sort of rolled around all over Michael Douglas for most of the time. <laughs> and then I sat and opened my legs for the camera. Yeah, well, my basic instinct is to leave you. <laughs> see what I did there? But the thing is, actors take themselves so they seriously. They are very serious people. You know, we are suffering for our art. Oh, yeah. And as Dominic, yeah, and we all hate Donald as Trump. Dominic West and Lily James prove that actually what they're here for is for the rest of us to piss ourselves laughing about what, what a bunch of fucking infantile <laughs> idiots they are. It's, it's true. like, hey, Dominic, grow up. Yeah. Just grow up. Well, I think the ancient Greeks, my father always used to say this about the ancient Greeks used to treat them as kind of ridiculous individuals oh, and they used them only for entertainment and they'd wheel them out when they wanted to be cheered up mm. and they'd tell them to say something and they'd put them back down in the basement yeah. and tell them to get well, lost. Until... The idea that we sort of lionise these people as these, you know, incredible... It's like, you know, Attenborough's the same. You know, oh, look at David Attenborough. Isn't he amazing? Isn't he a great bloke? No. He's a television presenter. He yeah. is not the saviour of the He's fucking so world. He's so fucking great. You Why know? can't he make programmes about anything else except animals? <laughs> After all these years, he he's just making make programmes about animals. Do something else. It's also, it's Before, you, you know, you haven't got long to go, Dave. <laughs> make a programme about something else. And stop lecturing us about fucking climate change. I loved I your don't thing care. when you said, you know, oh, look, he's done another show about the blue planet. Still yeah, blue. Yeah, yeah, still blue. <laughs> Blue Planet 3. Very Fuck funny. Me, it's still blue. Anyway, so that's, you know, that's the showbiz people taken care of because, uh, you know, they're all obviously horrified yeah. that Donald Trump came out from the other side of his, uh, his coronavirus episode in the uh, Walter Reed Hospital. And now he's uh, effectively Superman. I, you know, it starts to get to the point where I think he's now just winding everybody up. I know you may have a different view. Oh, he's doing but, that all right. I, this, I accept this, that. You know, when you read a story that says... He thought about actually un unveiling uh, when he was standing mm. on the balcony as he ripped off his mask, yeah. literally ripping his shirt open and unveiling <laughs> Superman outfit underneath. I tell you. I just don't believe that. Well, but, I mean, it wouldn't be surprising if he wanted that out there. Uh, I think, look, uh, you and I have always agreed uh, with our knowledge of America, uh, the people on this side of the Atlantic, do not understand that America isn't just L.A., New York, Chicago, Dallas and Seattle yeah. and Miami. It's the rest of America that counts. That's what votes 
people like Donald Trump into power. That's yeah. how he got his job as the president. Uh, and I have always thought that that would prevail. But I do think that he had a very, very bad week last week. And I do really? think... Yes, I, I do. A great I, no, I he don't. He came back I, from the dead. Uh, I don't think. I think he, he he came across as fucking insane, <laughs> absolutely insane, and he still is. I think what do you he, not think that's an act though. Well, yeah, but if he's if he's doing it as an act, stop it. You know, stop doing that. Why? It doesn't work because I think he thinks that his last chance. Or his big chance. Well, you've got a choice between the insane or the infirm. Right? <laughs> One of the two. Yeah, that's true. That's very good. <laughs> the insane versus the infirm. Welcome to America. Um, but I think he thinks his great chance to turn this round now, and he does need to turn the yeah. juggernaut round. He's too badly behind. Do you believe in the, the polls? polls? I don't believe the well, polls. Well, I think he's badly behind this time. Uh, well, really the only do. thing that I would suggest to you, which indicates that he's going to win, mm -hmm. is that the Jonah, known as Boris Johnson, has apparently instructed all of his civil servants to now go and talk yeah. to Biden's That's people true. That's because true. Boris point, thinks Mike. he's going to lose. Haven't Boris hasn't got anything right for a while. Yeah. So if he thinks Very Biden's going to win, it may well be that he's got that completely fucking wrong. Yeah. Uh, and Trump's actually going to waltz it. Yeah, if Boris thinks that Biden's going to win, then Trump it is. Trump <laughs> will win. Uh, but I do think that to Trump... Uh, he thinks the way to turn it around right now is to say, look at me, Superman, I beat COVID. Yeah, yeah. You should but all I beat COVID. That's what he would do. It might just work. Yeah. But I do think, just like in the TV debate against Biden, he overplayed his hand. Mm. He had this uh, uh, strategy to interrupt Joe at every point, yeah. but he overdid it. And now I think he's got a strategy to say, don't worry about coronavirus. I beat it. You can beat it. Don't let it dominate your life. But I think he's overdoing it. You know, uh, well, I, depends, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't doubt that he might. But it depends, do though, because if you, I mean, I know that Talk Radio's audience is not necessarily indicative of the whole country, and I know that there are lots of people uh, who are worried about coronavirus and that they still don't think they want to go into. Yeah, they're called Labour Party supporters. Yeah, and Remainers. Yeah, mm, yeah. Uh, they don't want to go into town. And, and they Labour, don't want to Labour get on a train. Right, but the point is, is that you know, there's an awful lot of people yeah. out there who think that this is a crock of shit now that basically there's nothing to be afraid of. Nobody's dying in any great numbers. Yeah. Even the old people are not really dying in any great numbers. And so if that is replicated in America, he's playing to an audience who are going to be going, actually, do you know what? If Trump can beat it, then so can everybody else. And actually, you know, nobody cares about it anymore because it's been going on too long. People are fed up to the back teeth of it. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you're right, Mike. I think it might just work for Trump, but he does need to pull the uh, rabbit out of the hat on this yeah. one because but he is, he is seriously behind in the polls. Uh, he's got a lot of leeway to make up, but, you know, never write Trump off, particularly well, in an electoral campaign. From, uh, betting company today. Um, Trump is currently t roughly two to one, yeah. which is a pretty good yeah, bet, actually. That, yeah. um, and Hillary was, I think, two to one on in the opposite direction yeah, yeah. four years ago. Yeah. So she was a dead cert four years ago. Um, and he won that as well. Well, what I think will be uh, interesting as a subsidiary topic in terms of this election is if Trump does it, uh, A, it'll prove that polls are always bollocks. But yeah. B, it will prove that mostly, and I think that's the same in this country, people aren't shitting themselves about coronavirus. No, they're not. They're it's really not, not dominating our lives. No. I and mean, that's I where the politicians on both sides of the Atlantic are getting it wrong. Biden thinks every American is obsessed with COVID. Yeah. Boris Johnson thinks every British person is obsessed with COVID. I think they're both wrong. Also, the point is, is if you're Joe Biden and you're trying to make out that Trump has mishandled it, it's pretty hard to do 
when every other country seems to have mishandled it as well. I mean, we always hear about Sweden, Japan, you know, Singapore, mm-hmm. all very small countries, yeah. which I don't think you can always hold up as comparable to what we have. Yeah. But what Trump's now doing is he's going, look at Europe. Everybody now in Europe is having a second wave. In America, things have changed, you know. In America, you can pretty much go back yeah. to normal. My sister was telling me the other day that most of the restaurants where she lives in Connecticut have all now mm-hmm. gone back to something yeah. like 75% yeah. occupancy. Yeah. There's no more of this kind of half table here, <laughs> half table there. She went out the other night, in fact. She told me um, she was going out to watch some jazz in a bar. Yeah, I was like, what? Wow. I mean, this is how ridiculous it is, right? God. So in America... Lord, large, you back, <laughs> large parts of America are back to normal. Uh, yeah. she, went to, she went to Fire Island for the weekend, right? Ferries running, bars open, you know, barbecues on the beach. Well, you know, we can't do anything here. Amazing. Uh, and uh, if, if Trump does it, it will prove two things, that the polls were wrong politically about him and indeed Biden, but it will also prove that... Uh, Americans are not obsessed with COVID. And that's what he's gambling on, Trump. Uh, He thinks uh, that if he stands there and says coronavirus is nothing much to worry about, we're going to beat it, I beat it, uh, he thinks that'll be a powerful message. And I think he he could well be right. Well, it's a very middle-class thing to be worried about it, right? If you're working class, you need to work. You need to go to work, you need to make your money, you need to keep your job, you need to yeah. keep your family alive, yeah. you need to keep your family fed, right? If you're a middle-class civil servant sitting at home, yeah. whether you're in here in, in London or in, in Washington, yeah. you're all going, yeah, well, we like working from home. We've got a lovely big house, we've got a nice big garden, we've got the dog and the cat and the mm-hmm. two kids and the Volvo. Yeah. You know, it's actually quite nice enough to go on the train anymore. Yeah. But that's not real life. And that's a minority of people who tend to make a lot of noise, <laughs> I think, on social media. So you get the impression that there's a lot of them. I don't think there are. Yeah, we well, see... Uh, if we switch back across to this side of the Atlantic talking about polls, I'll tell you the... Uh, so I, here am I saying I now fear Biden's too far ahead in the polls, so therefore I'm putting some yeah, store... Yeah, ba- I still think Trump will win. Well, I'm still... I, I'm putting store by the polls there, but I'm very reticent to do that because back over here, I'll tell you the polls that I don't fucking believe a mm. word of, mm. and that is that the majority of people want stricter lockdowns oh, in this country. That's bollocks. Who are they asking? Well, I'll tell you, those kind of polls are commissioned by the kind of people who want more lockdowns. So the question that will be asked to the people in this survey will be... This. Uh, in order to prevent millions of deaths, right. do you favour more lockdowns? Yes. So they, they frame the right. question. When you commission a poll, you've done it at newspapers, yeah. I have too. When you commission a poll, you get the result. The first thing the polls to say is what kind of result are you looking for? Right. And you say, well, we want a vast majority to uh, come down on the favour of this. And so they frame a question right. and say, well, that will get you the result you want. Mm. So the question has been framed to people. I don't know do anyone. I, I don't, don't think I, people I mean, in this country do want well, I know a reasonably broad range of people, but I don't know anyone who wants more lockdown no, restrictions. No, no, no. Why exactly. Well, but, but the, po- you know, uh, the polls and Labour uh, think that they are on a good wicket by going, we want stricter lockdowns. You hear them this morning. Um, I've no idea what Stanley says Jonathan Ashworth, uh, de- uh, the um, oh, shadow, shadow yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, health secretary, yeah, yeah. saying, I, uh, well, I support the government, but I would have had stricter lockdowns. Andy Burnham, we need stricter lockdowns. Yeah. You know, why aren't they following the science? Thank God Boris at last told those fucking idiots on Sage <laughs> to go fuck themselves. Well, so I mean, we're told. Can you, so we're uh, told. What about the... the, 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 the absolute horror 
of those fuckers releasing the minutes of the meeting, the secret meeting, yeah. say, look, the Prime Minister defied us. Thank Christ for that. Right. Now fuck off, right. all of you. I know. Well, the old witty, right? was up yesterday giving his version of events of the same graphs that Van Damme was doing the day before, uh, in the morning, Van right? Damme. <laughs> Fucking John Claude, right? <laughs> and um, so he puts these things up, right? And he shows the, the growth up in the north, and then he shows the growth in the middle is not quite so bad. And then in the south, no growth at all. But we shouldn't be complacent, he says, because ba so basically you're looking at something where nothing's happening and you're saying it could happen, yeah. so we shouldn't be complacent. Yeah. Absolute bollocks. Yeah, of course it is. Um, uh, Witty and Valance, I mean, they're just busted flushes. Yeah. And, and uh, we talk about this every week, but I think it's really Orwellian the way that when you s uh, sort of address the government with the viewpoint of many millions of people in this country, yeah. which is we need to protect the vulnerable and the rest of us get back to normal uh, life. Yeah, but all this uh, and, and then they the go, they go like this. No, 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 yeah. no. Let's put the stick fingers but all in this there. Protects they the won't vulnerable, listen. Right? Now, I, I, I don't wish to admit to listening to the uh, other radio station, but I do occasionally just for a good laugh, um, just to see how awful it is. And it really is awful. But they get a lot of calls from people who say things like, you know, well, you know, we've got a son who's very ill and very vulnerable and blah, blah, blah. But then they go on to describe the, 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 the situation regarding some poor kid who's got a really, really awful. Mm you know, kind of terminal illness. And if you had a child like that, they would already be under threat. They would already be vulnerable, regardless of COVID, right? So you'd always have to be really careful with that kind of person in terms of yeah. taking them out into, yeah. the, uh, into the open air, in terms of taking them onto the public transport. Uh, of course. So nothing's different. But when it's just that they're all now going, oh, this is why we, yeah. we have to get people to adhere, adhere to yeah. the rules. But well, no, actually. Exactly. When did, when did this happen? Right. That, you know, I've got a sick son or my husband's... Right. Uh, in oh, the you, no, oh hello, government. Government, what, what do I do? Yeah. Well, just use your fucking common right. sense. It's or, ridiculous. Or, you know, I've been caring for my husband because he's had two heart attacks and he's currently undergoing some chemotherapy. Well, then you'd have to be and, careful anyway, wouldn't you? And let's talk. Let's talk. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Let's talk about the old uh, who are supposed to be vulnerable. Right. Well, people I heard those two callers to you your mean? show this morning. Really impressive. Yeah, people. yeah. The guy from and Norfolk. And I'll tell you what these people are. They're seventy-five. They've had heart attacks. Yeah. They've beaten cancer. They're very, very vulnerable, and they're also very, very furious right. that they're being patronised as if they're children. Right. These people have got the wisdom of age. They can look after themselves, and they will be sensible and the rest of us will be sensible around them. Yeah. They do not need to be treated like Do you like know the infants. word that I most hate at the moment, yeah. which on that other dark side station they use all the time, shielding? I don't think you can just call it shielding. shielding. Well, you fuck shielding. off, right? Shielding from what? What does that mean? And it is another thing, Mike, the, you know, the, the way these bastards uh, in the <laughs> cabinet just keep... Changing the goalposts. Yeah, yeah. You know, they really, they You're not really scared do. Enough. They are just manipulating. They're just lying to yeah, us yeah. in order to make us scared. So, still, uh, very awkwardly for them, the death rate is pathetic. Yeah. It's infinitesimal. Right. Uh, so, by the and by the way, it's going zero, down. Zero, by zero, the way, one percent. Yeah, or yeah by the way, going down. Yeah. It's now fi the latest figures fifty. Last Thursday well, was, was seventy nine. Carol Sakura the other yeah. day, right? Sixteen hundred people a day yeah. die in this country. Yeah, yeah. Sixteen hundred. Yeah, yeah. Four hundred and fifty from cancer. Yeah. But loads from all sorts of other yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sixteen hundred. I know. I know. And so, then I said to that bloke from Preston I had on. 
You know, how many people yeah, died one, in it? Preston? He, he wasn't sure, but he thought it, it was one. One. <laughs> one. I mean, that's I mean, really? not funny that one really? person dies, but it's funny that the figure is so small and yet yeah. everybody's shitting fire. themselves about it. But what I was going to say... It's like they're all running around but shouting, so, you fire. Know, so, fire! So, so, for witty Valance and the scaremongering sage twats... And Van Damme. Uh, yeah, and, and Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> he, he's like witty and Valance without the laughs, yeah, isn't he? Really God, is, yeah. he's boring. Uh, and, and rather stern. Yeah. Uh, but what's happened is the deaths, they can't scare us with the deaths. No. They go, oh, so what are they scaring us now? Long COVID. Right. Long COVID. Oh, long wow. COVID. Yeah. Wow. People also, get long might, COVID. Also, they might all die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so they what they're talking die. about, what they're talking about then is, that, and they don't spot that this is unprecedented, yeah. mad and stupid. Let's close the country down. Let's shut the economy down. Right. Let's ruin everything. Yeah. Uh, because some people are getting ill. We haven't got what? a choice. Where the fuck did that come from? I know. Where I did know. that come from? Well, you'd like to think, though, that that is all going to now, in the course of the next two months, <laughs> between like now and Christmas, because I think, they're not going to be able to keep this going because nobody now uh, believes them. They've yeah. lost the complete and utter belief lost system. Lost the dressing room. They've lost the dressing room. Nobody, I don't think, in this country, unless... I mean, because the only people who would believe them are actually people who are not natural Tory voters. Uh -huh. So, like, the Ramonas and the Labour people who are all shit-scared of going outside, they're all now the only people who support the government. Mm. Everybody who actually voted for them thinks they're a collection of complete and utter twats. Yeah. No, well, absolutely. Um... And Boris Johnson, as I say, he just closes his Do you reckon he's going to sit there? Do you think he's going to make it to the end of the term? God, I, I wonder. Not. I, I wonder, hope you know, not. I do wonder. I, I mean, you not. talk about Trump. I do wonder that he eventually will just either not be able to do it because he's not well yeah. enough, because he still doesn't look right to me. He still yeah. looks pretty, you know, knackered. His eyes are all droopy. Mm -hmm. He doesn't look like he's enjoying it, you know. Yeah. Um, and every time he tries to sort of rally himself, it never works. It looks terrible. Yeah, it looks terrible. You know. And he keeps saying, oh, no, no, I've got my mojo back. There's nothing yeah, wrong no, with me. Haven't. There's nothing wrong. Right. If I was you, Boris, I'd start saying, yeah, no, I'm really sick. Yeah, because yeah. That, at least that would give an explanation for why you're so fucking useless. <laughs> you know? This is the thing. <laughs> Anyone who comes up to you and goes, don't worry about me. I'm absolutely the fittest I've yeah. ever been. I'm fitter than 25 butchers' dogs. Are you? Really? Yeah. Well, you don't fucking look it, mate. What is it about these guys, <laughs> Trump and Johnson? Look at that, Superman! Yeah. Well, do you remember he did that interview the mail and said he started press-ups on the yeah, floor. Yeah, I know. What's fucking wrong with you, man? <laughs> you know, everybody can see that you're not very well. Well, but I'll come back to this thing. James Dellingpole uh, writes for The Spectator, yeah. good, good guy, went to university with Boris Johnson, pretty close to him. Uh -huh. he was very friendly with him at university, still in touch. Uh, and uh, I had him on my show the other week, and I said, well, he's, Boris has been such a disappointment mm. to the Tory voters. People are, uh, you know, feel really let down, and they didn't live up to... He didn't live up to their expectations. And James Dellingpole said, I knew him at university. I always knew he wouldn't be up to this yeah. job. Well, so you know this is the depressing. point. This guy was never up to this job. Despite his own delusions that he's the new Churchill, but what, he isn't up to being prime minister. But that's another thing you should stop saying. Because, I mean, he really is not the new Churchill. No, no. I mean, you couldn't be further Churchill from the new the Churchill. Dog. <laughs> really? Well, I mean, even that is, 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 is such a bad joke that he can't even laugh at it yeah, anymore. Well, but, I mean, he's useless uh, uh, as, as a Churchillian figure. That's, but maybe that's... I just thought maybe that's what he means. That Sage say, Boris, you've got to lock down the, uh, the whole country... Oh, yes. <laughs> That's what he means. Well, it's Churchill the I dog. I mean, the trouble is, last. the thing that annoys me the most, right, is that I defended Boris at the beginning when he became so Prime Minister I. back in July of last year. I wanted him Never to be Prime year. Minister. And I thought he will be, uh, you know, this great figure. Yeah. He will be interesting. He'll be funny. He'll be charismatic. Positive. He'll be the complete opposite of Theresa May. Mm -hmm. 
But everyone who criticised him said, yeah, but he's no good. He's actually not very good. Yes. And everyone said to me, who worked with him in London, who I knew, because I worked with quite a few of the people that were his, you know, on his team when he was mayor, they all said, oh, no, he's a really good guy. He knows how to you know, organise a team. He knows how to hire the right people. But this has just proved too but big for him. this guy, Mike, you know, you and I were old Fleet Street hacks, right? Uh, I'm always talking about how we were always pissed and mucking around and going for long lunches and mm. couldn't be found for ages. You know, I'm sure you're the same as me. My entire uh, checkered career, yes. I have never missed a deadline. I mean, I've, no. been, I've been bloody close, yeah. but all journalists are, are bloody close to deadlines. Right. Uh, Boris Johnson, when he was writing a column for the Daily Telegraph, regularly missed his deadline mm. to the extent that his editor, Max Hastings, regularly said, right, we can't, it's too late, we can't run yeah, Boris's yeah. column. That's extraordinary mm. for a journalist. Extraordinary. I mean, the especially guy cannot get his shit together. But also, especially for a columnist, because, I mean, writing a I know, column I know. is easier, actually, than well, writing a news story, because you can't always write a news story until you've got the facts, although... Uh, both of us have probably proved that. Uh, oh, well, well past, I've, you know. I've never bothered but, uh, too much about that. Well, <laughs> but the point is, is that you're writing a, don't an take opinion. This too far, you're writing an opinion piece, right? You can write it at nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It doesn't matter that something well, changes. You, in you the know, afternoon. be it a news story, be it a feature, be it a column. You organise yourself so you get yeah. it in on deadline. Right. Uh, usually, as I say, not a minute before, or not a but minute. Wasn't it afterwards. interesting though to read about? The Tom Bauer stuff, you know, where Tom Bauer was kind of talking really about... really fascinating. Because um, I remember when I, I did some shows with Rachel Johnson, right, mm -hmm. who's an interesting woman uh, aside from anything else, but she told me an extraordinary story of how um, they used to get sent off to school. But this was when her, their, their parents were living in, in uh, Belgium, mm -hmm. when their dad was a, uh, a, a member of the European Union, who yeah. was an MEP, uh -huh. right? And they used to send them off, and this is when they were literally kind of about 10 or 11 age, yeah. right? And they would get sent, they'd get dropped at the train station in Brussels and they would be sent on a train to Calais yeah. where they would then get on a ferry, get yeah. on another a train from Dover to Victoria mm -hmm. and they would then have to find their way to their private schools. Oh, and they were about like three years old. Yeah. <laughs> and she said, you know, we used to sometimes, we'd get to Victoria and there was a cinema there where we used to go and it was almost full of dirty old men. But we'd have to go and sit in there because there was nowhere else to go <sighs> and we didn't have enough money to do anything else and we'd go to the cinema and sit there and watch a movie for three hours to kill the time because that was the next train I was getting to, to, the, to the prep school. And you just think, that's fucking horrendous. Well, it, that book is amazing. Uh, I mean, I've only read the uh, uh, serialisation in the Mail yeah, on me Sunday. Too. But uh, it's actually not out yet, so uh, nobody has had the chance to read the full book. But it's by Tom Bauer. Uh, the man knows what he's doing. He does. he does not print lies. He's right. to be believed. Oh, no, he's very thorough. He's thorough. He? And he, his source for the, these extraordinary uh, times and the turmoil of the Boris Johnson family or the Johnson family is his mother, Charlotte. Yeah. So this is a serious source for what was going on. And uh, I thought the most interesting, or one of the most interesting things to emerge from that book was that when Boris was standing for mayor, uh, he was sat down by the campaign organisers and so. And then, and then also when he was going for the Tory leadership. Mm. And every time that guy's going for a position of office, advisors say, we have to be very careful about your dad right. and your sister right. because they will do anything to promote themselves on the back of what you're doing. So that's what's going on in this yeah. family. So, oh, Boris is doing well. I'll see if... I, and if you think about it, Rachel and Stanley... Well, you know there's another brother? You know, the, you know the, brother, the brother that resigned from the cabinet? Joe. Yeah. Joe, who's the one we know. There's another brother 
who's apparently like the advertising business or something, or he's Leon a merchant something banker or something, is, yeah. 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 who I'd never heard of until yeah. literally a few months ago, right? So he's the one quiet member of the family, because the rest of them, Jesus Christ. I, I bet mean, he's the best. He probably is. He <laughs> I probably bet he's is. the best bloke in the family. I mean, but, but it's a very strange... They're, yeah, I mean, they're, they're like um, rats in a sack, yeah. all fighting each other. They're either clocking each other or, or they're trying to sort of uh, climb on each other's backs to I mean, promote themselves. I mean, who's, who, what a terrible you know, family. No, but that's the thing. I mean, who has a family that goes around briefing against them? <laughs> You know, can you imagine your brother? You were telling me your brother just moved out of the West Coast. Can you imagine if he started ringing up, you know, on the Telegraph? You know, I just want to brief you against my brother Kevin. Yeah, I um, know. You know, he's know. terribly ambitious. I he's know. trying to get a job at Talk Radio that will pay him for the rest of his life uh, full time, five days a week. Yeah, I'm well, going to tell you some some home yeah. truths about. Yeah, him. he's a drug addict. Yeah, he's a drug addict. <laughs> a drug, you know, he's adulterer. This is the, what they're effectively doing, right? I know, I know. It's extraordinary. I mean, what, what a shower. What a shower. I'm just uh, looking at, um, uh, you know, just to, to move things on slightly. Coronavirus, tough new restrictions coming for London. It's inevitable, uh, says Sadiq Khan. Oh, God. Why doesn't he fuck off as well? <laughs> I mean, seriously. What, what these, you know, the, the, the big joke now, we've got the tear system. It, it will, we always knew it would end in tears. But... Um, that Sadiq Khan plus other Labour politicians, uh, Keir Starmer, Jonathan Ashworth, uh, uh, who's that? Uh, um, Andy Burnham, all saying oh, yeah. we support the lockdown, but we support the, the measures, but we would have gone further, right. should have been stricter. Where do they think the popularity well, is the in thing, that? Right? Now, I'm going to ask you to explain this, right? Because we're currently tier one, right? Yeah. Which means pretty much do whatever it is that we do. Yeah, right? that's pretty much the same as we got now. Right, yeah. Tier two, right? We'll see people prevented from socialising with other households indoors, including in pubs and restaurants. So that means you and I can't, can't go, go to the pub. Yeah. So instead of being able to walk down there to the horseshoe, yeah. we'll have to pretend we don't know each other. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll have to go in separately. Yeah. And we'll have to sit at opposite ends of the room and shout at each other, right? which you're not supposed to do. right? Then says support bubbles will still be permitted. Can I be in your support bubble? Yeah, you can, Mike. Yeah. Can I? You're personally I mean, invited. I have been to your house, so technically yeah. speaking, you know, that could work. Yeah. No, okay. Yeah. Well, but then you, we can't consider bring, yourself a, but then we can't an bring anybody else with us. Support right? bubble. Um, but we can't bring anybody else with us. I know. It's just I mean, ridiculous. I remember going, this and is, I, we should say that we've got a secret um, um, audience here of, of one who can't speak because she doesn't have a microphone, but Esther Cracker's here because she's about to do Plague of the Week. We went for lunch after we'd finished Planks a yeah. while ago. It was Patrick yeah. Christie's, her and me, yeah. and we walked into this restaurant in Borough Market, right? And the woman said, Are you all the same household? And we all just went, Yes. <laughs> and they let us in. And of course, we weren't all in the same household. And it was a pretty well, fucking weird looking household, to be honest. <laughs> right? And, you know, I'm like, yeah, these I'm are my kids. I'm not going around your place. Oh, these, these are my kids. One of them's black, one of them's white. Don't worry about it. I'm their dad. I'm going to pay for lunch. It was just ridiculous, right? Yeah. So what the fuck does any of it even mean? The Which rule is... of six will still apply outdoors yeah. in public spaces as well as private gardens. Look, but it's interesting it's what you bollocks. it's interesting what you said when you went to that restaurant. I'd have done the same. And this yeah. this is what I think uh, Boris and the health commissar Matt Hancock are so worried about. Uh, they know that uh, the mood of the public now is, you know what? You can take your rules and stick them where the sun don't shine. Absolutely. Because pe people are not going to obey nearly as much as they did the first time round. I know I'm personally at the end of my tether with exactly. I'm Everybody barely is. listening to the, their dictates. Everybody is. Yeah, here's, here's a reason why, right? Bexley, in the southeast of London, which is on the A2, yeah, I'm a Bexley, yeah. they've had 51.6 uh, new cases. Oh! 
Mm. What's point six of a case? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what? I mean, it shows you that even they don't believe the fucking figures. What the fuck? They're is now that? making up numbers. What do you mean for fifty-one point six? Christ alive! Yeah. Can I've I got... go to the pub with point six of a yeah. person? Nearly half eh? of me hasn't got COVID. <laughs> Just over half has. <laughs> Which half? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's nonsense, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's the it. That, well, you know, you know the turning point, the real tipping point was uh, Valance and Witty two weeks ago lying to the public yeah. about 50,000 will be, you know, next week we'll have, have this condition. It's rising, rise, it's rocketing now, and it's just not happening. Uh, and they, they, they virtually admitted that they were manipulating the figures at the time, saying, well, this is not a prediction. Well, what is it then? Right. Just a number that you plucked out of the air to make people scared? It's just ridiculous. So they lost the nation then. People aren't listening to them. And by the way, did you watch that thing last night where they were, you know, it's like, which, which do you find more confusing? The colourful graphs or the colourful maps? Yeah. Look, those graphs. I wasn't keen on the brown But the uh, fucking graph. graphs as a television prop, they don't work, do they? Oh, look, here's a load of squiggly lines. No. Oh, blimey, well, that no, looks but bad. Point, as long as they're all going in the right direction, they're oh, all no, going no, up no, at the no, end. No, 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 they like they're to all say, going up at the end. Yeah, yeah, they all go up at the end, yeah. <laughs> and then they go, this is going in the wrong direction. Yeah, you're, you're going yeah, the you've literally just mate. fucking drawn yeah. it. Uh, by, right? the way, by the way, uh, uh, um, who's got the shortest political career ahead of them known to man? Matt Hancock. He ain't going to lie. He's hopeless. He's hopeless, isn't he? He, he really thinks is. He's, he's obviously an ambitious guy. He thinks he's really going places. Well, like all he is politicians, himself. right? He's like getting all, hysterical. No, but like all politicians, he thinks he's cool, yeah. right? Ha! Politicians are never cool. Matt, you're right? not cool. He goes into the bar, right? And makes a yeah. joke about public health England. <laughs> what, a, what a wag. It was quite oh, a yeah. funny joke, I thought. <laughs> well, it was quite a funny joke. But then, um, when he did the other one where he went, you know, I'm from Newmarket, I back both horses. Mm. You go, that's not what people do in Newmarket. You're a fucking idiot. So this guy, you know, two weeks ago goes into the chamber and starts screaming about, or was it last week, screaming yeah, in the House of Commons. If we don't do this, cancer. hundreds of thousands will die. Right. That's a lie. Hundreds of thousands will never die. No. So that is lying. And then he also said last week, and this is very, very disconcerting, given that we feel we're locked in an eternal cycle of lockdowns, unlockdown, curfews, uncurfews. Uh, he says, we're going to have to do this until we find a vaccine. Yesterday, Boris Johnson uh, warns the nation we may never find a vaccine. Right. So w what is the government's policy based on? Well, it's not based what on What is anything. it based on? It's not based on anything. Is it based on finding a vaccine? I think, I'll tell you what, I've, I've worked out what it's based on. They're all hoping that one day they're going to wake up and coronavirus is just not going to be there. Well, it will happen. Well, it it's called herd immunity. No, but it just disappeared. Oh, it's good. It's gone. Yeah. It's all been a, uh, it's all know, been a terrible be, dream. Balance will be walking around with a sort of magnifying glass. I can't find it anywhere. I can't see it. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> I don't know what happened to it. It's gone. We're all good. Well, it Open may, it may happen. Uh, we, yeah, but uh, uh, by the way, all the time in the background, Sweden, Sweden, Sweden. Yeah. Sweden is so tickety-boo now. Absolutely Hordes perfect. Of people walking around in the yeah, middle of Stockholm. Yeah, economy mingling good. Mingling with each people other. People good, right. happy, herd immunity. They did it right. We did it wrong. Everyone knows it. The Everyone winner, knows it. The winner it. takes it all, yeah. some would say. That's it for us. Uh, we'll be back next week with more from the Thought Police.
I do think that he had a very, very bad week last week. And I do really? think... Yes, I, I do. a great week. I, no, I he don't... He came back I, from the dead. Uh, I don't think... I think he, he, he came across as fucking insane. <laughs> Absolutely insane. And he still is. I think what Do you he, not think that's an act, though? Well, yeah, but if he's, if he's doing it as an act, stop it. You know, stop doing that. Right. It doesn't work. Because I think he thinks that his last chance... Or his big chance. Well, you've got a choice between the insane or the infirm. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> that's true, that's very good. <laughs> the insane versus the infirm. Welcome to America. <laughs> you and I were old Fleet Street hacks, right? Uh, always talking about how we were always pissed and mucking around and going for long lunches and mm. couldn't be found for ages. You know, I'm sure you're the same as me. My entire uh, checkered career, yes. I have never missed a deadline. I mean, I've, no. been, I've been bloody close, yeah. but all journalists are, are bloody close to deadlines. Right. Uh, Boris Johnson, when he was writing a column for the Daily Telegraph, regularly missed his deadline mm. to the extent that his editor, Max Hastings, regularly said, right, we can't, it's too late, we can't run yeah, Boris's yeah. column. That's extraordinary mm. for a journalist. Extraordinary. I mean, the especially guy cannot get his shit together. But also, especially for a columnist, because, I mean, writing a I know, column I is easier, actually, than well. writing a news story, because you can't always write a news story until you've got the facts, although uh, both of us have probably proved that. Uh, well, well, well past, I've, you know. I've never bothered too uh, much about that. <laughs> it's inevitable, mm. says Sadiq Khan. Oh, God. Why doesn't he fuck off as well? <laughs> I mean, seriously, 